of light? 186,000 miles per second. Who wrote Bande Mataram? Pankin Chandra Chatterjee. And which year did Tagore win the Nobel Prize? Which is the smallest state in the world? Which is the largest living creature? Where is the... What is the... How did you... Which is the... When was they... Where... Where... Which... Why... Oh... How... Which... When... What is the weight of the moon? What is the weight of the moon? Shanti Rojun. What is the weight of the moon? That's not for you to judge, young man. Janina, you may go now. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to today's podcast. Today we have a very special guest and a very special topic, both initiated by our guest, I think, which I am, I think so. I'm, mm-hmm. we, we, I, yeah, I yeah, will yeah. double check. But uh, this, uh, so our guest here, again, I think, I don't know if there's any guest who I've invited who I've been introduced to anywhere outside of Filmstagram. So I guess thank you to Filmstagram in a way. But uh but this is a maze of mumblings. If you know her writing, which we will plug in the descriptions later on also. But I've collaborated with her on a post on uh, Martin Scorsese's Faith Trilogy. I think that's right. Faith Trilogy. The and, Holy uh, Trifecta. Like the Holy already... Trifecta. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and... Uh, and yeah, I've seen, I've read her writing and we've discussed a lot of things and we wanted to bring her on this podcast for a while now. So you can say hi to everyone, our audience, whoever listens to this podcast. This is Anisha. Hi guys. This, this is like the first podcast for me and I'm like a bit nervous. I don't know how to, you know, go about it, but then I guess I have really good people around. So I, that won't, wouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't, hopefully, hopefully we do encourage the discussion rather than be annoying people about it. Amartya and we can be, but, but it's fine. Uh, but yeah, no, the, the topic we are discussing today is actually, uh, very specific uh, also because we have two Bengalis on this podcast and uh, it's related to, oh, I have to mention that, right? Like, or should I not? Is that like, a... no, no, uh, no, no. It just, it just puts a lot of expectations, uh, reasonably so, but still, you know, you get that. yeah, like, okay. Okay. The topic, topic in discussion today is, uh, the Calcutta trilogy by Satyajitre. And uh, to do the honors of discussing this, I will actually hand it over to Martya and Anisha because I think they both are better at sort of introducing what we are getting into. Uh, after which we will also discuss sort of our introductions to Ray and then the individual films involved and everything that follows. Also, disclaimer before we start, everything here will be a spoiler. We aren't going to like sort of tiptoe around the discussions of the individual films and what they are sort of together also. So we would highly encourage you to watch all of these films, then listen so that you can sort of get a cohesive and sort of in-depth discuss- uh, idea of what we're talking here. Uh, so yes, go ahead, guys. I have set the stage up for stuff. So Amartya can start like I am a bit awkward right now. I'll slowly get out of that awkward. <laughs> oh, Amartya so, only I meant. Sorry, I said uh, Anisha also. No, Amartya, you had to do it. Sorry. So everybody's pushing this to this on me. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, to all the Bengalis listening, I'm sorry if I 
make any mistakes you know honestly because i don't even know what the hell am i doing sometimes uh so the 70s because these are three movies set predominantly in the 70s hmm. 70s in bengal was a very tumultuous decade to put it very mildly Hmm. and we are 50 years removed from that if you ask anybody right now whether what they know about the current what they know about the 70s and the political political side of it if you ask hmm. any bengali there's a striking difference between if you ask any bengali if you ask any other person here hmm. that either they're extremely unaware or the most they've heard of, heard of heard of this is from is from their parents or their grandparents about hmm. i remember that time that that time was extremely bad that time was extremely violent you know mm. and at the very least there is a premonition that the violence that the violence which have been described was mm. actually pretty brutal because the political situation that has been described in both calcutta trilogies by the way both shatyajitra as well as minanshin yeah. the predominant backdrop is the uh, naxalite movement Hmm. the naxalite movement which had started in 67 actually at at a at a district called naxalbari which is couple of kilometers away from shilling mm-hmm. so the leader and the ideologue of that uprising hmm. his name was charu mojumdar who theorized that the situation situation which had occurred in naxalbari due to a land deal between tribals and tribals and their landlords Hmm. Charu Mojumdar decided that the, he would launch an armed protracted people's war. I am not going to explain much of what a protracted people's war actually means, but it's no, basically no, a mixture. Of, it's, sort of, yeah, 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 it's basically yeah. a mixture of mobile warfare and guerrilla warfare. warfare. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anyway, my point being that he wrote it. He wrote a historic eight-page manifesto and everything. There was mm-hmm. actually a split between the current Communist Party, you know, between Charu Mojumdar and another. person i don't mm-hmm. exactly remember the name point being this is happening simultaneously as the country was entering into the 70s and indira gandhi was already coming into power mm-hmm. so you can imagine what the situation is going on at the moment because mm-hmm. during the 70s as this occurrence is happening mm-hmm. the congress starts to launch a counter launch counter measures because these mm-hmm. naxalite movements they needed recruits Yep. So they became a form of alternative movement for people to follow or rally mm-hmm. around, especially from student, especially from the student circles, people yep. who are coming out of their educational bubble and you know just exploring the world and seeing an alternative movement against the current government. Obviously, yep. that's a you know kind of a golden goose to golden goose for them. So yeah, and then the counter counter insurgency sort of occurs from the Congress mm-hmm. side. 1975, the emergency is declared. So you can understand, yep. lots of things are occurring during that moment. Yeah, and it clearly, filmmakers during that time, the filmmakers who were actually you know people who are sympathizing, not even sympathizing per se. There are some who were sympathizing. There are some who are objective. Yeah, but people were conscious of the things happening around them. Like artists always are, I feel. Like artists like always serious are. Artists, serious artists. Serious artists. Serious artists, uh, which are currently quite a bit missing in this current age. But there you go. We've but, had that rant, Amartya. We'll. Yeah, yeah, but it's true, it right? Mm. But it's true, right? So you get the idea here, mm. and the Calcutta trilogy. What we see here is it's called the Calcutta trilogy. 
not yeah. the Bengal trilogy. Mm. Because Ray was in love with his city to such an extent that he could understand the pulse of the city down to his down to its you know crevices. Mm-hmm. And he decided to explore that through three different strata. The both the student side, you know, yeah. the people, the working side, working class yeah. side, and the upper echelon or the yeah. bourgeoisie, however one however you want to call it. Yeah. The colonialists. Is that yeah. the way to Yeah, yeah, yeah. More or less, yeah. The yeah. colonialist. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, before we, uh, that's a great introduction. Thank you for that, Amartya. Uh, no need to like pat yourself down uh, next time because this was like a great context. Uh, I think for whoever, especially I wasn't aware much. So thank you. Thank you for filling me and the other listeners also in. Uh, before we sort of delve deep into each of the sort of entries, I kind of just wanted to ask you about your introductions to Ray. We can start with Anisha there and then jump to Amartya and then I can chip in. Yeah. yeah. So like my introduction to Ray was obviously in my childhood where I watched movies like Hirok Rajar Deshe and Kupi Bain Vaka Bain. Those are movies that every Bengali kid probably watches while she or he is like really uh, small and uh, the, the parents are the ones who introduce the, uh, them mm-hmm. to these movies. Yeah. However, like me watching them properly uh, so that I have the capacity to review or critique them is Hmm. quite recently. Like me watching movies in general in order to review or critique them is Hmm. a very recent, um, you know, activity or something that I've picked up very recently during the pandemic. So I, my first serious watch of my of Ray movie would be Mohanagor. And that really happens to be my favorite as well. Like Mohanagor is also about Kolkata. It's uh, a different take uh, on Kolkata. It's a feminist take on how the city like molds a woman's life as opposed to a man's life differently. So that I don't know why that isn't a part of a Calcutta trilogy. But then again, trilogy means three films and hence. So... Yeah. That was how I got started with Ray. And then I had uh, watched movies like Mahapurush and Kapurush. And then I rewatched uh, films like Hirok Rajar Deshe and Kupi Bhain Bhagavan. So I, then I watched it in a very separate, uh, different perspective. And mm-hmm. I feel that he has always been a very approachable filmmaker. And that is why I liked him a lot. Because although he has been talking about a lot of things which are quite important, uh, like mm-hmm. feminism itself is a very important political movement, if you say. And yeah. then again, he talked about the uh, difficult political times in Calcutta during this, uh, uh, while he was making Calcutta Trilogy. Mm-hmm. Then he talked about uh, what the star culture, etc. meant uh, when he was shooting Nayok. And every mm-hmm. film of his uh, touches upon one thing or the other. But while he does that, he happens to be very oriented to his characters like uh, we get to uh, know the story of that character and then through him we uh, you know kind of understand what was going on what is the bigger picture so that is something that I really like and that is why people around the globe was not essentially you know uh, scared off from his films or they didn't mm-hmm. feel that oh because I'm not a Bengali I wouldn't be understanding what this film meant because it was never about being a Bengali it was about those people and people are of similar nature all around the world so yeah. that is briefly how I got introduced to him yeah no that's yeah that's a great sort of actually summary also of what 
Ray and or at least I get from Ray also, as you've said, and I'm not being worldly, but like, again, the specificity of you getting the universal out of the sort of specifics. There's this thing that uh, the more specific you become, your story becomes more universal. Like, uh, because Martin Scorsese talked about really specific uh, um, topics or really specific stories out of Mm. his childhood, out of uh, the Italian people that he uh, grew up seeing. Uh, I guess that is why we also started connecting because he was being true to himself and he was being true to the stories that he told. And then we understood, okay, wait, these are some of these traits are present in people I know as well. So that is how I guess it works. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and uh, for, for, or, and I know you pronounce, so I already am apologizing for the way I'll pronounce the titles of all his films names, because I know I can't m- mimic that. Uh, that is not a problem. Quality-ness. Use a lot so, of O's. Use a lot of O's. Ah, I, I, I heard Anisha's pronunciation of uh, Mahanagar and I was like, I say Mahanagar and I was like, oh, okay, it, even that is pronounced differently. I didn't know that. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, but yes, anyways, uh, my stupid comment aside, say, Amartya, uh, your introduction to Ray. Uh, like like uh, Anisha said, every Bengali kid is, you know, fed a dollop of, you know, Ray's child kids movies, more or less. It's like, mm. you know, the Gopi Gain Bahavain trilogy, Gopi Gain mm. Bahavain, Hirokraja Deshe, and then you also have the two Feluda movies. Mm. So, I grew up with the Feluda movies. I grew up with Shonar. True, actually, yes. I grew up with, I remember Feluda films more than I remember like watching Gupi Bhain Bhagavain or Hira Prajadesh. I loved the Feluda films. Grew up with the two Feluda films, uh, Shonar Kella and Joy Baba Feluda. Interesting story there also that I saw Shonar Kella after I read the book. Okay. And if you don't know what the difference between the book and the movie is, it's very simple. The book is the who done it. Hmm. The movie is the why done it. Okay, interesting. I've he never in, read the book, so he introduced the villain within the first act in the movie. He doesn't introduce the villain at right. all until the third act. Okay, so he fundamentally and, changed, uh, like the, yeah. Okay, and right. if you if you understand it from a kid's perspective, who is say ten or eleven years old, who has just read the book, and you are realizing, wait, what is he doing? Yeah. And then your mind, and then your mind completely shifts because then you are like, "Oh, this is a race." Hmm. Yeah, it's a race film. Uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. yeah, it's a race, and then you realize, and then you realize, "Oh, you can do that." Hmm. And that is the fundamental belief you have every time you watch a race film. Oh, you hmm. can do that. Hmm. Oh, you can do that in this decade. Oh, you can show that in this decade. Hmm. And then you start to realize, "Oh, yes, it is because of what he did that people also showed the same things." Yep. He was a pioneer in that regard, but it's also the debate we we have through about you know Kurosawa and Ozu, who mm. is more Japanese, who is more Westernized. That's going to be uh, that's a prevailing debate that will always yeah, remain the, with Ray. I think. Yeah. So, so yeah. in that regard, it's like even Ray, the approachability of Ray, I think, is because he was a very character driven. His stories always were very character driven. Yep. At least, at least his PV, at least, you know, the 50s, I think is, I think, and again, I haven't seen all of his movies. I haven't seen the biggest ones anyway. 
you all know we you can, can reveal it. We can you can talk. reveal you it. All know we can talk about. I'm not going to reveal it because I'll be murdered by Bengalis. <laughs> so there you go. But the point is, at least from what I have seen, hmm. he had a very sympathetic eye towards all his characters, especially women. I think he's often said, like he's often uh, mentioned in the same breath as Ozu in terms of humanism or whatever, yes. the humanist impulse, right? You know that that idea. Yeah. Which is again weird. Which is again weird, considering the fact that I'm talking about all the women characters in his films. The Calcutta trilogy doesn't have many. But it does does a remarkable job, I think, with the women characters. No, even in no, their there, absence. Yeah. Yeah, but there is a. I think I think there is a specific reason for that. I think, and I think there are articles that also cite mm. that specific reason, mm. because if if we look at it from the seventies perspectives, seventies mm. led by Indira Gandhi, a woman prime minister. Mm. Ideally speaking, that should be the time when women characters were more free. Women characters were mm. more liberal. Ideally, that's what it should have been. It mm. wasn't. Mm. It's like a form of exigenesis in a way, you know. You are mm. excising, you are excising them out even more. Mm. Sure, the women characters were there. Sure, the women characters, you know, those were those who were in the upper echelon, they were free to do a lot of stuff. But as we see in both Profidondi as well as Jono Arundo, with the women characters mm. as little as they are, mm. they're still const- they're still constricted by the own so- by the own societal rules. Yeah. And even if they are, even if they were liberal, even if they were free to do what they wanted, it's all always under a supervision from a male perspective. Hmm. Hmm. It was never actually how they wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think their absence to holds a certain sort of meaning in Ray's own yeah. trilogy. Yeah, but anyway, no, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys have like nice sort of nostalgic memories. I to I got introduced academically. I got introduced via international cinema class where I watched. Uh, I think we were meant to watch Piazza, but we didn't mm. have like the print for class, so we had watched uh, Pothar Panchali. No, actually, no, never mind. I wrote an essay on Pothar Panchali for that class. We had to select a film from sort of national cinemas and whatever and i was like oh i haven't seen a ray film let me try because everyone loves him and i was just getting into cinema at that moment in time so i've seen the legendary trilogy which amartya is refraining from mentioning yes uh, so i've seen the apu trilogy and i am a huge like i i kind of had my revelation of sort of ray with that but i'm very interested in his other work like i i think in in a way i've as anisha had mentioned uh, mahanagar slash the big city in english is one of my favorites also it's just such a refreshing because i think he's moved like i think one of the problems as sort of a film student you know or as a film critic analyst, analyst or whatever you want to term it as that is we've kind of boxed or maybe i've kind of also had boxed ray in that sort of he only makes neo realist you know grounded sort of your apu trilogy types of films but he can be extremely good at plotting his films out like your mahanagar is is a realist film of course but it's really expertly plotted out and you know the characters have like very detailed and very precise arcs same with same goes with a lot of calcutta trilogy like i think a lot of them are very and they are uh, written from novels has he i'm not sure how many films he's written on his own like without 
or has not adapted from because all three films here we are going to discuss are adapted yeah, from yeah all the yes. films have been adapted in fact there's this one uh, book on him uh, ray where he uh, on ray i don't i was gifted the book but i exactly don't remember the name but i have the book here yeah it's called uh, deep focus uh, deep hmm. focus uh, satyajit hmm. ray it's by um, sham ben like it's forwarded by sham benegal okay. so here he says that how like we shouldn't be reductively looking at his films the moment we think that okay this is something that has been adapted from a movie sorry this is something that has been adapted from a story mm-hmm. by somebody else yeah. so he says that that is primarily because what amartya was saying that the uh, the story of uh, shonar kella or the story of joy bagof elunath is quite different from the movie that was made out made, of it yeah. right similarly a moving image will have a separate kind of story to tell a separate kind of narrative to uh, you know put forward as opposed to a written word and yeah. uh, a written word is something that will uh, that you will have a personal relationship with for you like for me feruda is shomitra for some yeah. uh, for somebody else same, feruda same. could be shobhoshachi for the other person feruda could be a absolutely different person hmm. so we all have our different kinds of feruda and we have the idea and we have this opportunity only because feruda has been written hmm. first and then it has been like adapted by shondi prai later on and shotojit prai before him so yeah. that is what like it adds to the universality of the story as well you are able to carry uh, think of these characters in your head first and then you watch the movies that just adds to the experience that yeah. is what he has been like uh, touching upon in this particular book as well some yeah. might say to the detriment some might say to the detriment of bengali cinema but the there are few movies where he had uh, written um, the screen uh, screenplay independently hmm. i don't exactly remember which movies shatranj ke khiladi and all that shatranj ke khiladi is it based on a book i don't i am not sure i have not seen that charulata i don't know about like if charulata is based on a short story of course okay yeah it's short story it is okay so so yeah no i mean i don't know his last film um agontuk 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 the stranger i don't know was it based on a book. i don't think it's based on a book yeah so again I but i am but not exactly a... remembering there was kanchanjunga i think there was this one movie called kanchanjunga and i hmm. think he was the one who had uh, who like wrote the screenplay and independently wrote it i don't think that was something which was you know adapted hmm. from a book or adapted from I'm a story i'm also not... from Also, not sure if uh, Aparijito or Apursansar are books. I think Pathar Panchali is. Pathar Panchali is definitely the. Yeah, book. that is. But I don't know Nibuti if uh, the sequels are just built from the narrative of that. I don't know. So could entirely be possible. Yeah. Again, but, I wouldn't know. But then again, <laughs> same here, Amar. So I haven't watched Apur trilogy the way I should have. Like I, wa- I probably have watched Pothir Pajali when I was a child. But the, mm-hmm. the frenzy that goes around, like me oh, not oh. watching uh, Apur trilogy, makes me even angrier. Which is why I don't want to watch it till such time I organically oh, want it. Also, these movies. Also, these movies. Mm. Uh, but I'm scared the... that people will murder me right now. But, <laughs> yep. like, they couldn't. Yeah. No, yep, no, yep, I was yep. about to say, please don't. Uh... put watching it off because of that fear because the films are incredible is my no point. no i uh, admit i admit the films are incredible the difference hmm. here is like your perspective is you came to it from actual school you know international yeah, film yeah. class you were hmm. being taught organically as part of a film curriculum yeah ours wasn't that yeah yeah when we grow up we are being told 
this there is this film maker know, which know, yeah. to be fair to all bengalis and all bengalis listening don't bother me bengalis have almost an unhealthy love for ray to the extent okay i'm not going to say to the extent unhealthy love for ray and pothar pachali is being held as some sort of a pedestal i truly believe that it deserves that pedestal i am not mm. discounting that but that is intimidating yeah. and it's also a context thing because like she said she saw pothar pachali when she was very young i'm extremely sure she wouldn't understand what was going on i mean uh, it's very very sparse in terms of narrative yes yes very sparse if like i'm, I'm surprised wrong, if i'm not wrong he's very inspired by renoir right Yeah, all the Italian and the French at that yeah. time big influence on him. So, like, I, I, there's been re uh, contextualization, um, recontextualizations, critiques of the film also as quote and uh, which I think are pretty disingenuous and not good. Uh, which call it as quote unquote poverty, poverty porn, which I, I don't believe it to. Really look honestly But, look honestly if i am going to rediscover ray after watching a lot of other people and finally getting back to ray and if that is the if that is the way it has to be for me to finally understand what makes ray great hmm. i'm okay with that yeah because as far as i have seen all as far as i've seen his movies which are hmm. collectively five of them at this point hmm. i get it I get hmm. why Bengalis have an unhealthy obsession with the guy. The guy was something. Yeah. The guy knew exactly. You know, like hmm. I was talking. That what makes filmmakers great is their instinct. Hmm. Ray was instinctual. You can understand what he's doing. Each and every method, each and every there is a control there in his filmmaking. Yeah. You don't see that control always. Yeah. no and it, but that's i think before we just go move on to the trilogy uh i was just about to say that uh, with his films we've talked about how they are adapted by from novels right but it they yeah. really don't feel like it how most of the time that they are like you know based on material like we've discussed this before about adaptations and how you know sometimes mm-hmm. you can you can almost detect that this is uh this film is a is fro- taken from a book whereas uh, if i didn't read the fact that pratidwandi and all these if there's we'll get to janarani i think that's the only film i think which no, feels no, no. a little bit yeah uh, but, but then again then again uh, the last two the two movies like uh, shimabaddha and janarano are adapted from shankar's novels right yep if i'm not wrong and yeah, yeah. Sh- shankar's another very famous novel is chorungi chorungi mm-hmm. which uh, which again i i truly i think shankar's novels are adapted quite a bit for movie okay. purposes mm-hmm. and that those days when you those days people knew the distinction very well between what is a novel and what is an adaptation because mm. the medium shift and yeah. how you have to con- constrict and you know streamline the narrative for a medium change yeah these people had a very clear idea about how to do that yeah so basically you're implying that now people don't no i'm not saying now people don't i'm saying that people nowadays have a lot more options people can mm. you know choose to be more novelistic that's why there are tons of mm. mini series more like mini series yes. Yeah. yes 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 of course yes yeah those days that wasn't exactly a very viable option because budget mm. 
and a lot of mm. other stuff was there yeah so yeah. you have to you know okay. change a couple of things for to make it fit into an adaptation yeah yeah no that's that's totally fair okay so i have no organic way to transition into the calcutta trilogy <laughs> so i'm just going to cut parts of whatever i said behind and then move on to this so let's we're going to want to calcutta trilogy yes yes <laughs> use this as the segue <laughs> yes uh but the first uh, we're going to go chrono- chronologically so it's going to be first we're going to discuss pratidwandi uh, also called the adversary, adversary uh and which is released in 1970 right 1971 so, is it okay i think yeah. so check check once i'm i so, i mean yeah. i had written 1970 so <laughs> that's why i'm so okay that's cool yes. no but anyways yeah so this is about a guy who was like a part of the medical part of a medical school and then he had to leave because his father like died in the middle of his course and like yep. he really had to you know like on for his family members and it was difficult for him to go on with his job and there started his quest for a new job and that is when our movie begins yep. so when uh, we already discussed what the condition of kolkata was when mm-hmm. uh, the movie uh, had started like it was really bad and unemployment was one of the most important problems that plagued a lot of bengali households uh, and it was really difficult to go around it as in it's really unthinkable at uh, at right now because most of us have a lot of ways of getting a job mm. there is something called a linkedin there is something mm. called hr we can like call them email them and it's quite easy for us to at least get in touch with the opportunities yeah. which will lead us to a job yeah. as opposed to that um during those times it was very difficult and we had to, uh, the people had to go physically to various places for supply for the jobs and then uh, when the applications were long listed then go on to interviews uh that is when our protagonist's uh, journey starts and our protagonist's journey happens to be a very sad one because it's not like uh, shomnath of uh, jono oronno he had a lot of pressure that shomnath did not have and mm. hence his way of world viewing was very different and his approach to this job market his yeah. uh, like meandering through the interviews was also quite different than what shomnath's words so like there were uh, three uh, there were three more heroes around uh, when we are talking about this calcutta trilogy right yeah. there's uh shridhatto there is uh, yeah. shamulendu and then there is shomna yeah. so out of the three only shamulendu was like successful in uh, securing a job in the mm-hmm. you know the conventional way because he yep. was able to answer in the similar in a Conform. similar manner He was yeah, able like to conform a, more or less. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. He was yeah. able to do that. But both Shomnath and Shridhato was not able to procure a job through these job interviews. But understand, Shomnath wanted to. Shomnath mm-hmm. gave all the possible answers that was possible for him to know. He was asked yeah. the most absurd and random questions. Yeah. He tried his best to give the answers. Uh, he tried his best to, like you know, uh, uh, sort of get his job as soon as possible. Mm. but shridhato was not that like he knew very well they talking about the vietnamese people at this time of kolkata was quite like a risky task to do but mm. i don't know why like when that is 
that is what we will be getting at probably Shridhartha yeah. really couldn't care less like he mm. thought about a thing he told that because in him there was a rebel and mm. throughout the movie we see how that rebel in him slowly unravels and why he feels at loggerheads with himself with his mm. inner self because he's unable to portray that um, yeah. portray that unabashed self of it Hilariously, if all the three characters actually met in a single location and tried to talk, none of them would interact. Each of each of them would hate each other. Oh, honestly. I do, I think it's impossible for them to even be in a be in the same space. I think Shiddhartha. Uh, I think Shiddhartha. I think Shiddhartha and Shomnath would actually yeah. try to get along. Yeah. Shamalendu could care less. <laughs> he uh, he can't. Less. He can't look. He can't look that down. He it's can't too, look that too, too far down. Right? It's too far down for him. But yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think I think uh, what struck me about Pratidandi was how different the filmmaking is. It's it's a handle cam. It's like he's trying to record Kolkata during a very specific period. Yeah. You know the specificity of the period, the hustle and bustle during that period. When the yeah. movie opens, you know. Guy is hanging from the bus. The ticket checker, ticket checker is taking the ticket. He takes the ticket. He has a chart paper here. He takes yeah. the ticket. He puts it in the pocket, and he then gives it back. That amount of dexterity, yeah. believe it or not, that still happens. And yeah. <laughs> but nobody has captured that so smoothly. Or you know, the, the camera, the, the DOP. The I think for or for all of his films is uh, Somendu Roy. If I'm not. Yeah, saying. yeah. Hmm. The top hand, sh- the top shot from the hotel, right? From mm. I think it is from the Grand Hotel, where where he's walking and there's a zebra crossing. That that uh, shot, the uh, stuck between two parts of life. Yeah, of yeah, dirt. stuck yeah. between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. that shot or the negative shots, you know? Huh, like, that was a bit. I was a bit thrown off by the negative yeah, yeah. opening also, where where it opens in like. Uh, Actually, you mentioned opening. It opens actually at the funeral. Yeah, right? it opens with his father's like funeral, mm-hmm. not funeral, no, like the day like, his father dies, and like yes, yes. they take the mm. dead body to like you know to the uh, place that they have to emulate it. So yeah, yeah. I uh, that is what's, uh, that's something that even uh, Anupama talked about uh, in one of her reviews because she mm. saw it very recently in Cannes. That mm. like he she saw the restored print. She saw the yeah, yeah. Achha, jo, basically uh, the good print because we didn't get a good print on YouTube. No, oh my no. god, it's so difficult to get a good print. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So he, uh, she said that he started like uh, you know experimenting with uh, stuff like this. Like mm. this is just one of his ways of filmmaking that he was experimenting with. And then I also showed you this uh, like video from video, Studio yeah. Binder where he uh, where he was talking about how he uh, randomly uh, chanced upon this concept of bounce lighting, and later on mm. he came to know that there was somebody else who wrote a book about how they discovered bounce lighting. And there's like, wait a minute, we have been doing yeah. it for a while. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> no, no, it's, I think that uh, was one of his experimentations. Th- this kind of goes goes also uh, to back to the point where I had also mentioned the fact that uh, we made we make a mistake of boxing in filmmakers, right? Like the the idea of you know like if someone watches uh, or knows about Satyajit Ray and you watch the opening scene of Pratidwindi, it's like, what has the printer has, has the, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> is it, is there some problem with the print on YouTube? Why is it all like in negative? But he, he's as, as you were saying about there, like the whole, it's a remarkably well, you know, 
you know i don't want to say well but it's remarkably stylized in a way yeah like, yeah in, in a non flashy but it's, it's big, it, it has it has a distinct style to it which i don't associate with ray's other films which is because a good thing ray, because to... uh, because a word which has always been used to describe ray is very formalist yeah he's a very formalist filmmaker yeah so this experiment i think someone compared him to godard in this case which is like okay then it's uh, not a bad comparison i would yeah yeah at yeah. all <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, this is French New Wave sort of whatever that yeah, yeah. movement was going on at that time, and the jump cuts are there, and a lot of freeze frames are there. You get like some uh, yeah, yeah, jump, yeah, exactly. So it's all littered with that. There is also a strange, funny connection to Jono Arono from Prothinandi when Shridhar hmm. uh, is asked, uh, you know, name the most significant moment currently. Yeah, yeah. he says the people's, you know. the people's response to vietnam literally yeah. that's what he said hmm. yeah and they were like not the moon landing yeah <laughs> the call back here is in jono or no shomnath after a serious round of interviews you know which yeah. montages and everything he's asked one of the most randomest questions ever <laughs> what is the weight of the moon yeah. yeah what is the weight of that is so bizarrely absurd he's also but like it, what is, what is to do, what does this have to do with the job interview yeah, right and yeah. and the word and the unfortunate and sometimes the worst part of all of this is hmm. it shouldn't be relatable it is hmm. that's the worst part it is hmm. there are many <clears throat> interviews which are still like this hmm. no i and think then, uh, that but yeah. that's the whole uh, l- what's it the lingering quality or the the idea that these films continue to sort of reverberate you right? can also see you can also see a sort of colonial hangover each and every time you know shiddhartho or yeah shiddhartho or uh, shomnath when they go to interviews you know and the higher ups they're always talking in a very accented very fast paced british i was accent. i was about to ask you guys like the whole there's a the use of english in the in the whole trilogy is fascinating like to me at least just because it's fast paced it's you like listen to ray as well uh, yeah. his english is also quite different from what my or your english would be because it, hmm. his is a very heavily accented english because i'm guessing okay. all uh, that is because of his schooling probably and yeah. at that point of time uh, the only people that he uh, they could refer to were the ones who spoke english in that particular manner and that's hmm. not certainly the case for us like we have yep. ஜிஃபரெண்ட்ஸ்ட்ரீம்லிஸ்ட்ரீம்லிஸ்ட்ரீம்லிஸ்ட்ரீம்லிஸ்ட்ரீம்லிஸ்ட்ரீம்லி
English was used only in those conditions where they hmm. had to go out, get their jobs. A very, a very high end, high class, a very professional. Exactly. Company. And do you remember there was this another fellow interviewee who had yes. asked mm-hmm. uh, him that, uh, will the interviews happen in English? Uh, then he's like, yes, probably. Then you mm. have to answer in, in English as well. And then the uh, person who was asking that is really scared because he's unable yeah. to do that. Like, So you understand that even though knowing English is not something that uh, will probably cement his job in a place like the Botanical Survey of in, um, Botanical Department of India, wherein he was giving the job, like the, his first uh, job was there only. It has hmm. nothing to do with botany, right? English has nothing yep. to do with botany, but it has everything to do with botany and everything to do with the job in uh, simultaneously. So mm-hmm. even though language is not something which is important for uh, important in this context, it's extremely important because that is how you are judged. Yeah, uh, yeah you are yeah. judged. At that point of time. No, no, that, fifty years sorry, from now, fifty years from then, fifty years from then, even now, it's kind of like a thing. Absolutely, absolutely. You are able to speak in rooms of opportunity better if you know English. Better if you know English, and there I is was also about to same. ask you that only, like if that sort of hangover is still. Con- I mean, I know it continues. There in like, is. Sort of, yeah. Why do you Why do you think the Calcutta trilogy is so relatable for a lot of people? Because there are a mm. ton tons of things, tons of things which you can uh, cite as hangovers, which are still prevalent here. But as you can see, it's like he wants to rebel. And unlike Shomnath, who is more malleable because, you know, mm. he wants to get a job. He wants to get everything. Mm. Shiddhartha is a person who already has some set principles within him. Siddhartha. Yeah. Siddhartha. That, that name, right? The whole yeah. principle and whatever that thing is. Yeah. That, and, that's a good observation. Yeah. yeah. So when you So when you have so much of set principles, you want to be a rebel. Yeah. But then you realize that the system is built in such a way that you know you only will have to conform. Mm. That's what that's what Potidondi is showing. I think he's a I fascinating think, character. I yeah, I really like his character in this. So I just... think I think in a way, I think in a way the two halves of his perspective are his siblings. His younger mm. brother is what if what if his rebellion actually gave form? That yeah. is what his younger brother is. His younger brother wants yeah. to be revolutionary. Which again ties into what I was saying that during the 70s, the Noxalites were looking for students, students yeah. as new recruits. Yeah. Be- I, yeah. You know, definitely. I mean, I totally agree. I mean, it's, uh, I, in fact, one of the few problems with my film is that the real interrelationships between the characters are a little too uh, underdeveloped. Like the brother comes in for one scene and then leaves. Uh, the one, the relationship with the, his love interest also just feels a little too fleeting to me. Yeah, at like, least, but... uh, he met the uh, he met Kea for two to three scenes. If you think about it, like yeah, he met Kea on the day like uh, she she asked him to like repair the fuse. Yeah, and then uh, they met again when uh, uh, when he came, and then his father, then Kea's father had arrived, so they went mm. out to have lunch. Yeah, and in those two. And the <laughs> times that they met, they probably fell in love. Like, how is yeah. how does that even work? But, but, that's, guess... but that's the thing, right? They never say that they fell in love. They, they you know, they imply that they did. They imply that they did. Huh, I mean, the, the implication thing. was a little too unsatisfactory to me. Yeah, but, yeah. But, but I, I understand. Uh, what the... is remarkable to me, what is remarkable to me is that the is that everybody, you know, who is above Shiddhattu always has that mm. typical reaction, you know. It's like, 
what problems do you you youth have youth have. Mm. youth have you did not have any struggles struggles are what we have what are yeah. what are you struggling against what are you fighting against yeah no, but you know, it's i i think he's just uh, the reason i find this character fascinating is because how much he still wants to hang on to some of that traditionalness also like there's that element of jealousy with his sister like that you know it's a very i guess it's more it uh, the, that his yeah, sister is working yeah i have like a lot right? of things to talk about his like how he treats his sister as opposed to what his general idea about women is like mm. what i think if we start uh, if we start discussing pratidhundi from scene by scene from mm. uh, in the first proper scene like a first scene is about his father like dying and then dying, uh, yeah. like taking his father uh, to the cremation place everything like yeah. that then you, uh, the first proper scene is the interview where we get to see that even though he knows that it's very risky for mm. him to utter stuff like uh, he happens yeah. to like really like the valor of vietnamese people he does that right mm. the, just the next scene of it is him uh, sitting in a cafe on his own and then one of his um, uh, college seniors norish da i believe comes to him and uh, says that why don't you come and join like our party mm. he said like, no no i don't want to so mm. what ray is trying to do is that he's trying to build up a particular uh, assumption in your head about shiddhatta Hmm. and just the next moment he's trying to break it Perfect. that yeah. listen you just thought that he's quite political right so hmm. it's uh, it's uh, uh, quite natural for him to go and take up the offer of norishda and be a party cadre right but yeah. no he's not that he is somebody who believes in something yes but there are various layers on that belief like he what i was telling that he is a rebel he is a revolutionary and he wants to like uh you know just become like to know which uh, his like his uh, younger brother but he cannot do that because yep. his character has developed since like he knows what being a politically charged college student is but he knows yep. that he's not that anymore yep. he uh, he has to be a bit more mature so why i am bringing that is that what we see is that there's a clear contrast between the two things Hmm. now the scene where we see his sister for the first time or yeah. the scene where uh, he is reprimanding his sister for not coming on time so, was yeah. also the scene right after him almost objectifying women like uh, him uh, uh, mouthing lines like now the weaker sex is the stronger yes. sex have you seen how women walk around the streets Did... have you seen the confidence with which they walk i mean don't you walk with the same confidence why are women allowed to be in there and yeah. then suddenly when a woman is crossing the street he suddenly thinks about the anatomy of the breast and yeah. like that is yeah. absolute objectification and then you yeah. come back home and you just cannot stand the fact that your sister is being uh, you yeah. know because pro- that's uh, because not- that's the palpable disconnect right that's the that's the funny disconnect there yeah. it's mm. like yeah so like when he comes back to his house and uh, like he sees that this woman is talking about his sister and when his mother is conveniently assuming that then yes probably his sister is doing what this woman is suggesting then he's like no do not ever think that yeah mm. she has gone there to do a job and the delay that is happening is probably because of some odd job that has popped up so why yeah. are you always thinking that it is because she's doing something really funny uh, uh, at the site so 
this is a kind of comfortable sexism that has been always prevailing in the indian society that when it comes to your own sister you're like no no i yeah. am the ideal person but when you are talking about a person outside that context when you're talking about a random woman you meet at your workplace for instance who has the chance of becoming your equal you are uh, completely you are comfortable with you are comfortable with objectifying her putting her down doing what but, but you know Yeah. trying to trying to paint her in a negative light as much as possible because Wait, even 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 there there's another layer no because there's the whole idea of uh he goes to a brothel and perfectly finally judges the person who takes him there and he he supposedly has morals which don't allow him to sort of uh lose his virginity i think to to this woman oh yeah the woman oh, in the brothel yeah. Oh and, yeah, and then so then even though it is not about the women, it's so much about the women. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, it's the whole, and then in the end, he kind of seeks a sort of uh, romantic redemption, which is also very interesting. I mean, one of my favorite shots of the film is uh, actually with uh, Kia and him at the top of a place. Yeah, yeah, and it of zooms out of, of like this crowd, which is like. in the in the foreground and like the whole revolution is ha- revolution is hap- happening and they are like so removed from it but you can clearly see it which is like a perfect shot of one of those this is his contradictory self also and the final Absolutely. shot is final shot is lovely i think it's a good mirroring of the first shot but it's also funny right it's also funny right because all of this which you explained all of the comfortable mm. sexism the yeah models which are models which are always at the risk of you know being upended and everything mm. all of this makes siddhartho a person who has his own traditions but is ultimately aimless because he doesn't mm. want to conform he doesn't want to you know stay within the confines of what the society during that time would allow him to be mm. it's funny that the only way he could achieve a modicum of peace is when he removes himself from the city I mean it's so I I think uh, what what Anisha was getting at you know the whole point counterpoint almost you know one thing yeah. and then you cancel that out the ending is exactly that also he revolts goes to the office like breaks chairs etc you think okay and here just the, the next moment like we exactly. see him that he's taken up the job of the medical salesman <laughs> that he was so scared of taking Yeah, and he's moved out of the city. Behind another question. Another us, question. Yes. Another question. Did that? Oh. Did that revolt actually happen? You know? Oh, you did think it's? Uh, imaginary? I think it's. Yeah, I think it's very imaginary. Mm. Got it. I the, think he didn't do it. Moment. I think he didn't well, do it. I okay. think. I think he was angry. No, so not he, the final moment. I think the interview. No, no, no. Was, I know. I know. You, the whole where he goes and trashes the whole place. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Anger I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because every time. he's imagining something like he went to mm. meet his boss went to meet the woman's uh, his sister's boss every mm. time he imagines something the camera ah, is yeah, yeah, yeah. camera is like camera is, uh, has slanted. a slanted yeah okay, okay. yeah every time oh, so he's imagining that that's, that's a dozen yeah ah, that's a fairly fairly accurate it can be fairly accurate also like very it, it is very subjective like capturing his conflicted subjectivity also right like yeah besides like it's so like if you think about the movie when the first scene when he's actually going out there to get a job 
if you think about that day that he has like he goes mm-hmm. to the job he gets rejected by it then yeah. he goes to sit down in a cafe in peace then his uh, like his senior comes and he's like what are you doing with your life i have this and his voice over is like and his voice over like gan gan devanna please gan devanna i i have to admit like maybe you know these films watching these films together has made me realize how much i appreciate in action and passivity in films <laughs> like they just makes for very good cinema i feel maybe for me uh but, so like, but yeah. he has so many things going on in one day like after that he comes out he thinks that let me chill for a while in the cinema hall and then yeah. there's a bomb in the cinema hall yeah. then he comes out of the cinema hall his uh, watch breaks like he has been having the worst day possible so like can you blame him like can you blame him for like <laughs> if it was a if it was a jock if it was a jock taki movie this would have been a comedy literally <laughs> if it if this was a jock taki movie we and Also interesting. Each of the Calcutta trilogy movies, the protagonists are all you know first timers. You know mm, first, first time, time actors. actors. Oh first wow! First time actors. Okay. Dhritiman, Dhritiman. Yeah, Dhritiman and Borun Chando. These were and Borun Chando. Yeah, Borun yeah. Chando in uh, Borun Chando in uh, Calcutta Limited or Shima yeah. Bhabdo. First yeah. movie. Okay. All of these were first movies. Wow. I mean, these and are great performances. Dhritiman right? was a Dhritiman was a star. You yeah. see that movie, you're like, where, where? It's also you very centered on him. Yeah, like it's very centered. Like there's no other perspective. Like there's, it's very limited to his perspective, right? And he is very. Again, very it's centered. not sur- again, it's not surprising, right? Because Shomitra, Shomitra's first movie was Oppu Shankar, right? Hmm. Or Oporajito. Oppu Shankar. Oppu Shankar was Shomitra's first movie. Yeah. Oh yes, yes. The yeah, the eldest version. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. That was his first movie. That was yeah, uh, under Oppu. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Nice. So, any other points? I mean, I've realized how much there's to discuss, even about like you know specific points of Katidwandi uh, because it's so fast. Yeah. So, like the reason, uh, another thing that I found interesting is that why does he like like Kaya so much? Like uh, hmm. when on the first scene, of course, like um, he was randomly called to like repair the fuse and everything, and he didn't really have a lot of time. But yeah, yeah. then Kaya asked him to sit for a while and have some. uh cha right at that point mm-hmm. of time kia started uh, talking about how he is a serious person making a serious face and walking through the streets and that is when we actually probably see siddhat to laugh so heartily for the first time mm-hmm. it's almost as if kia is the first person to not take him seriously like before that we have been thinking oh my god he's such a sad person he's not getting a job he has so many things to look out for and yeah. he has his sister and his brother who are all like doing what they were they wish as opposed to him who is trying mm-hmm. to like keep the family afloat we are having this very serious notion about him but yeah. kia is for the first time making him sound like a comic like he is this mm-hmm. one man who's really angry and trotting through the streets and then he mm-hmm. laughs at that so probably he finds some amount of solace and some amount of comfort in uh, kya mm. and probably that is for the first time he finds a friend after mm. like he left medical school because before that the only two friends were the roommates that he had roommates, in medical yeah. school who are revolutionaries Okay. Like, self-proclaimed he so, nobody yeah. to go out there and like talk to yeah. uh, he just has his sister and his brother and we have seen how the conversations with them yeah. turn out like he just sits and watches them speak and like that's it yeah also, but no yeah, continue yeah. continue continue i will 
that is a lot that is a very big step when it when we think about 1970s which is why we think okay this might be love they're writing letters oh my god but they didn't have whatsapp right uh, they yeah. didn't have instagram <laughs> they couldn't otherwise keep in touch yeah. so that is i guess his way of starting a friendship outside the two friends that he had in medical school and yeah. that's also him breaking away from the fact that he has to necessarily like keep on thinking about his past keep on thinking about what he could have been had he not left medical school yeah so that yeah. is why i think he fell in love or like started a friendship with kaya well I, i honestly hope it works out for him in the in in that alternate movie universe considering nothing else also leave it good. To, also leave it today to make fun of film festivals or you know film schools leave it today to do that of all people That well, his, two thought, friend, his two friends I going to the theater and are watching a and are watching a Swedish movie. Yeah, but I and, okay. and they are bored. Cool, like and they are bored. They go to watch a Swedish film, right? Uh, on this on the next day, I guess. Uh, when yeah. uh, before the uh, before that, he went to watch a random movie, which had this which really big plot. commercial about what Indira Gandhi is doing for the nation. Yeah. So everything works in opposites in this movie. Yes. Like every hmm. scene has their counter scene right after that. the hilarity is the hilarity is that they were he and his friend were sold sold to go to the you know film festival film festival because you know foreign movie foreign movie means a lot of you know raunchiness and all that that's yeah. what they were sold on uh, and they were bored out of their minds when they saw that movie and i'm like you applaud ray for being fun of the film yep. film club society which he yep, was a yep. part of yeah 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 he made like he along with chidanando dashgupta who is like the father of mm. aparna shain was uh, were the makers of calcutta film society yeah yeah and then he also like and that is what he says that yes i made it but then see why people actually come for these movies yeah. yes yeah, i, mean, I know the... for a fact i know why people are coming i'm not uh, you know i'm not so above above them that i think that <laughs> I won't understand. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we should move on. I think to to no, the next. No, you film. haven't talked a lot about like Prothidani. Like you say, what are the uh, like scenes that you particularly liked, and what is your general observation about? Oh, I, I mean, I, I really like it. Like in general, I think it's just uh, I message uh, Amartya on the group. Uh, I think we have like a queen is dead. Group and I was like, this is he made Taxi Driver before ta- before Martin Scorsese made Taxi Driver, kind of like that. My reaction, I, uh, my reaction was, don't say that Bengalis don't need any more ego boosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but it's <laughs> true. Like that. I, I wasn't expecting a film um to be this centered on someone's. you know psyche like i i i the first note i made was this is very much my type of film so me liking it is less of a re- revelation than anything to me so like it was it's very much my zone this whole sort of tormented protagonist could i'm not no not just solipsism just the fact that the protagonist is tormented and is kind of caught between these uh, conflicted two two parts of the world sort of like that and then whatever scenes you you guys have mentioned i think a lot of them i share one of the elements that i did i will point out is um 
there's a remarkable use of uh, clock ticking in the whole film it's yeah. it is very much representative of him being the sort of ticking bomb almost you know that he is any time he is going to probably whatever explode you can he also does. take it you can also take it like he is also making a he is also having a imaginary time you know my time is running out i need to do something ha like subjectivity only in that yeah. sense like just like just he wants idea. to be a rebel like uh, in the hmm. last uh, scene where he actually does his small kind of uh, rebellion does it really hmm. matter in the broader perspective no, it, it does it like there's no. this one rookie who's breaking chairs in one particular interview <laughs> so like through him but like for him yeah. that is like his like, um, rebellion that hmm. he was slowly building up all throughout yeah. the movie like when his uh, uh, what is this when his brother was telling that you were not the person that you are slowly becoming yeah. you were the one who gave me that book on shaikh wabre you were the one who ignited the fire of rebellion in within me and yeah. then he's like you don't understand how the real world works and stuff like that and then yeah. he keeps the book in the book shelf and then he imagines himself like that also right yeah 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 like a yeah. uh, rebel so and then the next scene then, then he goes to his sister's boss's house and he tries to kill him in his imagination yeah. so yeah. he has always been wanting to do something really out in the open he has been yeah. wanting to do, do that and even though in the broader perspective it doesn't really matter for him it does and for yeah. some people who were there in that particular interview it did like to think yeah. of it that there's this one person who came to give the interview and fainted and, fainted. and the interviewers really couldn't care less about that really yeah. proves the fact that nobody will care about anything if you don't yeah. start uh, rebelling right now like yeah. the threshold is growing bigger and bigger with every particular move so if that is why these small rebellions in these small houses in these small office chambers are important and that is what uh, shridhartha was about and that is not something that shomnath who was also in the search of a job probably had because he had no problem becoming a businessman he had yeah. no problem becoming a middleman or like a one who does this order supplies yeah. job but shridhartha always felt that this is beyond my pay scale this is beyond my uh, qualification like mm. he does not want to become a medical salesman whereas this person pretty much becomes a salesman like shomnath or a salesman or you know dalal whatever you want to yeah. like term his uh, term him as so yeah that is what i felt that this movie is a wonderful like it is a lot about kolkata but it is also a lot about shridhartha which is why pratidwandi yeah. works it is it, it is so, also the most optimistic movie in the entire trilogy you think so i mean yeah. Yeah, I, i guess this what, what anisha, anisha what anisha said did make me look at it in a more my cynicism because the film ends with with such a shot i was like oh god he went completely dark like if it ended on the revolutionary shot right or like the mm-hmm. if it's a dream or whatever it is but it ends with him getting moved out and being sort of no this is why i think this is then, why i think this is why i think the dream sequence which i believe the interview you know him breaking up the interview with breaking the chairs and everything hmm. i still think that was a dream only. but even if it's a dream and you end the film on that dream it's like you know a vision of rebellion or vision yes. of but that is not conforming to what race or uh, politics are like ray did not particularly always side by the fact that what um, side by the fact what students were doing he wanted to find a middle ground he wanted yeah. 
to say that there's always a room for you know uh, adjustment so he if he ended the movie in that it might have felt that exactly. he is encouraging yeah. that he's, he's encouraging thinking that, yeah. that it is celebratory but it isn't it yeah. isn't celebratory which is why jazz is it, not going to do anything and the solipsism and the solipsism of the yeah. character is why you know why the movie so intensely focused only on shiddhartha Mm. it's ultimately about his own health mindscape mm. yeah. you know the rebellion he does is within his own mind his own soul yeah he, he chooses be, that job he chooses that job so that he can get out of the city so that he can rebel against you know rebel whatever against... <laughs> there is no rebellion is left that's the weird thing yeah. is his la- the last shot distances him again from a whole uh, there's a death rally going death rally death whatever going like procession going on right. uh, go much mm. further and then he the shot is of him turning away from it like the last shot yeah, yeah. Like, this is mm-hmm. if you see this as optimistic avartya then then we we can just it say is. how i'm how going to relatively say optimist- pessimistic the other two films are. yeah that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i'm seeing this optimistic in with in comparison to the, to the other two movies i yeah, see because i shima i about the because shima about this <laughs> Why do you think it's my favorite film of the lot? Shima about this. Why this is, is Shima about your favorite film of the lot? Let's that is uh, how we transition. Talk about Shima about yes. <laughs> that is how we transition. Yes. Uh, okay. So again, I think the simple answer to this is uh, it is about <laughs> a frozen passive passivity of the protagonist mm-hmm. and not being able to, you know, not not even not being able to, not willing to. look beyond their own self or look beyond their own world for that matter right and i think uh, so the film uh, Shima, uh, tell me how to pronounce it before i butcher it shima bodho shima bodho okay mm. so the <clears throat> the central conceit of the film i think when it begins is very much focused on this uh, upper no upper class right almost you, you can say upper class only rather than upper of middle course. class Yeah, yeah, upper there, class. Uh, uh, so he's working for a multinational company, which is an important point, I think. And different, what it also what makes it different from uh, middleman. Uh, no, no, be specific. No, no, we need to be specific because that because that's the fun of it, which Ray is always trying to portray here. <laughs> he's so he's so involved his own identity into the job that he can't see beyond his job. It's yeah. like hey, yeah, he describes himself to be the uh, sale uh, to be the manager of the light division, fan division. Oh my god, it's fan division. Sorry, <laughs> fan, division. fan division. Yes, yes. Of Hindustan Peters, like yeah. because where he has been living, the house is a quarter that has been given to him because he is a employee of Hindustan Peters. The yeah. fact that he is going to race courses, the fact that he is being able to afford those restaurants, the fact that he is living the life that he is living. Yeah. and he is identifying himself as a successful person everything is hmm. related to the company because he wouldn't yeah. have gotten any of this without the yeah. company yeah. so that also proves the fact that how people were extremely insecure about their employment status and how course, once yeah. they got that they just latched onto it like yeah. an identity an identity crisis they did not yeah absolutely an and i i think in the begin like, i think the f- beginning montage is absolutely fantastic like his introductory montage oh, yeah. like leading up to the you know credit the credits and all that and i think it it details so much like just also you know, also the credit yeah. scenes also the credit scenes the credit scenes the, are music. Fan- the split screen fantastic. almost right i mean i was i was blown away by the whole iris he zooms out with the like iris 
for each of the members creating like a oh, hierarchy yeah. on screen yeah, yeah. which is like the a flow chart oh yeah, my the gosh. flow chart and i was like this is how was I, he able to edit when I, how was he able to do that at that point of time i was like this is uh, i firstly i don't expect again my problems of limiting Very filmmakers into you know group just like your yeah. podcast <laughs> <laughs> yes yes absolutely for Getting once for one side for once i didn't get to crack that joke <laughs> <laughs> see the point is i'm going back to the point is the is that high, creating that flow chart actually is amazing because it automatically details the hierarchy that's at play within the system how he's at the bottom of that system looking up at the higher ups and i loved how isolated the circles are so yeah. like this is going to super specific into just the technique but like just isolating the circles and the people within them kind of just makes the connections impossible between these people so again and like probably the whole he and the uh, and the manager of the he was the manager of the fans division and then hmm. there was the manager of the lamps. lights division oh, lamps, uh, lamps division sorry lamps, lights, so whatever. these were the only two people who were asian these were the only yep. two people who were indians right yeah. in that particular flow chart and so they were on the same just, level right Uh, and yeah, that also adds on to the insecurity. <laughs> like they were, yeah. they are not the part of the A game. Like it's yeah. almost like uh, I had just started watching Succession, and there's this one line called <laughs> that. Uh, what will happen when my father knows that his family-run business is not family-run anymore? So. Mm. it's almost like hindustan peters uh, was opened by like it's it's an insides uh, job like uh, there are a lot of people yeah. uh, who were very related to each other and then they opened this company and they have just about started uh, like re- recruiting indians yeah. and they are probably the first ones to go to that decision making yeah. level being indians right yeah. so that makes them doubly insecure that pro- uh, that any time at any point of time they'll just be driven out of the company that's so the they whole... might as well start cementing their position in it that's the whole rat race thing also no? and just the whole yeah. competitive drive they have with each other despite of course showing that they are friends and all that i mean that's very indicative as you mentioned succession and recent stuff that to me i think it's the corporate I, it's the corporate culture you know it's yeah and i think if the film was just about the corporate culture and the way it was it would just be like a great film in general i think mm. what makes it special for me is just the introduction of the tutul character who is played wonderfully as usual by sharmila tagore who's one of my favorite i think her fantastic her, she's so fantastic. good fantastic uh in this again like when is she not good is kind of the phrase i guess she was good. so good in nayak i was spellbound by her yeah. in yeah, and, uh, you know there's always a very uh, di- a very big difference that has been made out of tutul and her sister and how yes. they are so different from each yep. other yeah. Yeah. and how uh, like probably uh, shamulendu will be more concerned to hear about tutul's concerns as opposed to his own wife's concerns because tutul has this idea uh, has this way of putting forward what she feels and like she wants to be treated as an equal she mm. if she does not know the answer to a question she maybe because she was short changed because of But her gender she was so... not informed as much yeah. she's coming and asking the question that okay this happens you know why it happens but why does it happen i don't know fill me in yeah. and that so is why she though, constantly right? Yes, no, but it's so weird that gaining social mobility, being able to live in that high-rise apartment, has made the sister 
the less liberated one and the person who's coming from uh, the outside town who's outside not, is the more liberated is one. the more so it's again it's playing at that that's one thing but i think tutul's character is fascinating because she isn't the un, her point of view is not just like that moral point of view she apparently has a rebellious uh, he has a has a revolutionary boyfriend, boyfriend. right her sympathies throughout the film are swaying also between the revolutionary supposedly if he's there we are not sure like she it's an insinuation almost and this guy and their relationship i thought correct me if i'm wrong was quite provocative at least it yeah. felt so. <laughs> yeah yeah okay because yeah. this oh, yeah. this strand she is was there... openly for, openly falling for her own brother uh, in law there this strand is there in pratidwindi for one second also about this uh, this uh, guy figure marrying the sister of their deceased in that yeah. movie was of their deceased wife and i was like this is a bit was that like a common thing or this is so weird i wouldn't and... know i wasn't born then but yeah <laughs> yes. like i'm guessing uh, we have heard a lot of we have heard a lot about that. we have heard a lot at that point of time yeah and it was so the, i am guessing that why tutul wanted to marry him because like she was really bedazzled to see that what a beautiful life uh, he is living yeah. and the fact that he has been able to like get that and besides tutul always talked about that whenever my father sat down he talked about how good a student you are yeah. how good you are doing uh, shamulindu yeah. has always been a very aspirational person and tutul mm. just wanted to be that aspirational as well and she yeah. does, she didn't know that only because she's a woman she couldn't possibly be that aspirational so yeah. that is the only way women were told to you know become the only way you become aspirational is you yeah. get, somehow get associated with some uh, somebody who is quite yeah. famous who is quite popular yeah no that's totally fair mean, the I... logical way to do that is oh my god let me fall for him let me fall yeah. for this guy yeah Anyway, I, 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 one of the, I mean, there's the very obvious, but I think wonderful symbolism of the whole high rise and like, you know, the low, how he can't literally see beneath, uh, his house. And like the, I think Anisha wrote the revolution, about this also. The revolution is occurring, but it's at a distance. It's, you know, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's no, this at a house distance, party that just, they had and just hear, uh, the revolution is happening in Bangalore. Yeah. Yeah. I love the I love I don't understand why people don't you know like this movie and think it drags I was riveted during the house party scene oh, I'm yeah, telling I you I could too, not yeah. look away <laughs> Yeah no but I I think the most indicative like the the, more, the biggest condemnation of our main character here I think and why I think I really responded to and really liked the film is how it more than even the sort of visual separation between you know the high low or whatever we were talking about it's that he can only or he only wants to transgress his personal boundaries with like you know he can only think about uh his, marrying his position no his... not even his position but even like the only risk he's wanting to take whose impact that like which will be noticeable is with by having a relationship with his put his sister in law basically like i think tutul is that bridge like he bet- between him and that revolutionary figure right she is the middle almost the middle person there and okay he, so you are thinking so you are thinking that she is uh, you know connective tissue to a life he is very curious about because she is swing between the two right because he is he also empathizes during the during the party scene i don't even yeah. know whether that's a he right. died yeah but he is empathizing 
yeah. we should empathize with the youth you know but that scene like. is very quickly cut it. out when the but guy is bald because that's it yeah. because yeah. that's it yeah. he he it, can't it, look beyond that exactly and and the sort of the idea is that she um because she is also swaying right she's thinking should i fall for this guy should i not fall for this guy mm-hmm. but he can't if if he can't even cross that bridge or reach that bridge how far is the distance between the revolutionaries kind of the thing the chasm the chasm is huge yeah like it's that so because it's working not just on that visual level but on the narrative level also i think in that sense by splitting the perspective and her perspective is so wonderfully captured total when she arrives you know she you you kind of get this point of view where they are like we heard guns uh, the sound of guns mm-hmm. and bombs and she's like it's so calm here and so peaceful here and we are like on the eighth floor is, we are on the eighth floor that is uh, that is what his sister all the, uh, her sister also informs her that uh, this is good that we are on the eighth floor yeah. we can't and we can't get yeah. a lot of noises here there's not much dust pollution nahi yeah. pollution yeah. nahi dust nahi yeah. aawaz just na itna hi phalu yeah yeah so That's, again it's it's yeah i i thought also it was... also that shot that shot which that shot impressed the living hell out of me you know that split shot the split the sit- wide shot of them sitting in two different areas with the, areas with the yeah, yeah. with the yeah yeah, yeah. i and you sent me it's the thesis shot and i was like yeah, that this is, is the, this is the thesis <laughs> shot tutul is sitting yeah. you know the shelf is covered with a lot of covered with right, a lot of right. memorabilia almost yeah. showing how much knowledgeable how much learned she actually is yeah. how much thoughtful she actually is in mm. contrast he is sitting there it's only you know blank circles yeah. and that is like how much hotter he is yeah no it's very weird. like i again i would have probably just liked it like a lot b- because of how good it does the whole critique of the upper whatever i i think race to like uh, again your humanist thing comes here he's not nearly as judgmental as i hate to no, like put isn't. down succession here but i have a problem with succession sometimes because i am just like i hate these people like i don't have any sympathy with a lot of them or like many much sympathy yeah, yeah. with any of them here it's not sympathy with the main character but it's you don't Empathizing. absolutely hate him mm-hmm. like it's you you can kind of like that smidgen of why he's so intent on and the, doing this rat race and the dialogue the dialogue during those party scenes they completely get it they completely get that you know the bhadro lok you know people yeah how they talk i mean there's the whole uh, old man vulgarly oh, yeah. looking at uh, yes uh-huh. there's a lot of that actually see Yeah. and the funny thing But is you never made to feel comfortable about it you're never yes. made to feel no. even though that used to happen so often you're yeah. never made to feel that this is okay the yeah. which is something that probably a lot of Beng- uh, hindi movies of that particular time yeah mean as you know they still do there's no they still do. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the proclivity so, the proclivity of these bhadralok culture to you know use metaphors to hmm. mask to mask all of their emotions while using mm. clever metaphors all the time mm. that is so wonderfully captured and that is intensely insanely relatable mm. because this because this hasn't changed much this still hasn't changed another much. thing that's not changed <laughs> what has changed <laughs> good question i really don't know honestly yeah. besides like uh, the, uh, whenever you look at the women walking in hindustan theaters Hmm. they are always the 
assistants they are always yes. the receptionists yeah. they always have the desk right outside the room where the actual decisions are being taken yes the room where uh, are they uh, indian i have maybe i've bla- uh, forgotten indian. this are they indian the yeah, yeah, they are indian. like the secretary yeah, yeah. or are they yeah, they are indian okay. uh, they are very trained are... they are very trained their english is very accented i'm pretty sure okay. they, been... they have a very accented english and they always are secretaries and assistants and everything mm. that is quite common because the, uh, that is like the uh, most you know like that is what uh, women could think of like if you remember uh, shridhar's sister as well she told mm. that uh, in a month or so i'll probably be promoted to become mm. the boss's peer and that is oh my god the biggest yeah. prom- big thing uh, mm. uh, that i can hold so you always see these pas you see the receptionists you see mm. the, the secretaries everybody they their desks their work desk is right mm. outside the room where executive decisions are being taken hmm. they are right at the middle where they sorry they are just at the junction of junction. that but they never hmm. enter the room they yeah. are never a part of those executive decisions yeah. like they'll wait outside these men who are going yeah. to take the executive decisions they'll go in everything will be mediated by these women but the women yeah. will never be a part of these executive decisions and yeah. that just proves that what was the condition of women apart from the obvious things that how shamulindu was like openly flirting with this one woman and telling her that your hairdo isn't really working for me please change yeah. it and stuff like that yeah it's, it's like, very madman it's very madman madman it's really yeah. difficult for women to like uh, navigate these office places because when it's almost like i watched gunjan saxena the other day and although mm. people told that it's a very very bad movie i really didn't find that like it actually made us understand that workplaces like these are rigged against women like it's not mm. possible for you to have a sane mind and be your own best self mm. and work in a way that a man probably would because the atmosphere is such that it is diminishing you every second Yeah, that yeah, it's not absolutely. possible for you to work in your best possible manner you'll yeah. be like why am i being treated and that will be the treated in this manner and that will mm. be the most important thing that lingers in your mind as opposed to this is my job how can i be better at it yeah so yeah the whole exploitation angle uh, whatever like it, exploitation doesn't need to be sort of explicit right of course it's it it's it, yeah. it, it, it often the most it all, almost becomes or, the norm it almost yeah i mean also samarth was uh, speaking of uh, tutul tutul is a very knowledgeable person right but she is mm. unable to use that knowledge yeah. uh, and get herself a job like it's almost as if like uh, you're unable to monetize your studies even though you are very studious and a very yeah. meritorious female student at that point of time it's you are whole... very meritorious you will be told that oh my god you're such a good student but at yeah. it just that yeah. even though you are a good student it's very rare that you will be getting the ceo's position or the executive's position although yeah. you have the same amount of knowledge so yeah. and that yeah. is something that speaks a lot like tutul probably did that because she was the one who felt very reduced every time his father talked about shamulendu in such a celebratory manner she mm. felt that he is this mountain that i need mm. to achieve and mm. i need to become like him however yeah. even though 
she became almost like him academically he, she could never get a job as the assistant yeah. sales manager in hindustan peters she would never be able to get that amount of uh, like uh, that, that lifestyle that authority that he has over the lifestyle that wouldn't possibly be associated with her because she is a woman and she is unable to do that like how are women able to t- uh, take so much authority in their life it's unthinkable so yeah. that is what like she probably was so knowledgeable because she felt that knowledge is important she felt that becoming a ba uh, will help her understand a lot of things even then she was unable to know a lot of things which is why mm. she constantly started asking questions to shamulindu yeah. each time she uh, comes across something weird each time she comes across something she's unaware of right she and that is not something that is present the... in her system she is the one yes. who detects the faulty fan also right uh, the, uh yeah, yeah, she yeah. points it out to him uh, she also uh, like uh, probably like tells how to how to orchestrate that protest yeah and- she yes. didn't know she didn't know yeah. but she was the one who implanted that seed in him that's yeah. the thing this is do yeah. you remember there is this one line that she has like uh, the uh, she her sister and him often went on rides in her his ambassador right yes. so she asked uh, him uh, shamulindu do you know these guys who are dying like with mm. uh, this unemployment crisis totally in the yeah. backdrop she's mm. asking do you know these guys then he is like who the guys who are dying and mm. say so, yeah or the guys who are like where you who are shooting them or who are responsible mm. for their death do you know them then he's yeah. like no how would i know them and then he probably becomes that person who's responsible yeah. Yeah, like yeah, absolutely uh, he yeah. orchestrates that protest and he becomes yeah. the person that the uh, tutul was asking do you know him and he's like wait for a second at the end of the yeah. movie i'll be i'll be him basically the cause the- that doesn't know the effect Yeah I mean and he is the court that doesn't know what and he and he was also the person who was probably sympathizing with the students so yeah. like that is what even though you don't want to become a certain kind of person when you enter this rat race when you enter mm-hmm. this particular uh, uh, corporate world then there is no stop to you like you yeah. have to become the next Well, like you have machine. to get promoted right now, or you get out of it. So he is constantly insecure that if I don't get this promotion, if I remain stagnant, I'll be mm. dragged out of it. And yeah. at that point of time, he is obviously going to think for himself, and he's obviously mm. going to fend for himself. And that is how he becomes the predator. He becomes the reason why these movies are made. And mm. he, we see from the other perspective, like. Hmm. from protidondi and uh, from john oronno we get the perspective of a struggler and hmm. now we see a person who is in the pros- uh, perspe- uh, who is in the position of making those decisions of employing hmm. these people probably or who are who is at least on the other side of the spectrum and we yeah. see why do they become the way they become why do indian men who understand hmm. what is why is it so difficult when yeah. they get the job why do they become the way they are like if you remember the people who were uh, conducting these interviews and asking random questions to shomnath and asking random questions to shridhatu were also bengali indian men they know what the condition is on the other side of the spectrum they yeah. are not uh, british they are not uh, foreigners as like the uh owners of hindustan peters probably are but even then they have the uh, crudeness in within them even then they have this attitude that take it or leave it but i'll be mm. asking you random questions nonetheless they are like this because 
there is a reason that and there has been a lot of problems that they had to face in order to go to the other side of the spectrum yeah. now that they are on the other side of the spectrum they are unable to sympathize because that is what happens in hierarchy right they feel yeah. that if i have struggled then why shouldn't this guy struggle as well yeah and that's quite relevant because that's what has been happening 50 years down the line even now like yeah. that's pretty much been the case in my hospital for instance that has been the case with my consultants so it's the oppressed it's the oppressed and the oppressor narrative right and the oppressor was the oppressed at one point of yes. time but yeah. now Isn't that it? they have been able to cross the line they couldn't care less that they are like please like struggle on same, i don't care it's the same hmm. thing it's the same thing in engineering colleges with ragging first years hmm. get rag in second years they become the yeah, ragging is the like exactly that uh, it's the same hmm. thing psychology yeah, yeah. the empathy That's, dissipates uh, empathy dissipates as you go through that crucible because another common theme in our next film that we are going to discuss because i have to transition somehow it is true though right nice. the, uh, the other uh, the last film in the trilogy is also a lot to do with i mean you've talked about empathy which i think and the lack of it or yeah. the desire to have it but not being able to express it or not wanting to in some senses that's prevalent in amartya's favorite film also and i don't know anisha what's your favorite film of the three uh, amongst these three yeah yeah i think jono or no so both of he, your favorite he, films so yep. go ahead describe uh, tell me what i told uh, i told you a little bit about it uh, while we were discussing over chats that i find mm. jono or no to be better because if you are a beginner if mm. you are un- uh, if you do not know about the political climate of kolkata you'll probably be briefed about that climate better in jono or no as opposed to shima bodh and pratidondi where they start off with the assumption that you know about what is ha- what has been going on in kolkata for a while you mm. know why things are wrong but in jono or no you probably see that first hand like yeah. uh, you know what goes on like when the copy is being checked by the uh, examiner you know oh, why the Lord. examiner is giving him an average mark because oh, the Lord. examiner is physically unable to see what he has written and why is the examiner physically unable to see what he has written is because the examiner doesn't have a correct powered glass and why does he not have that because he is not correctly given the remuneration that he probably deserves mm-hmm. and that is a systemic problem now the examiner gives him a random 50% or 6 uh, 45 50% 40% 40% um, and that is like people will die at this point of time if they get 40% at this point of time but so but, then, but, but, but 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 for calcutta yes. university that is pretty normal which is why my point number 2 always stands that is one of the biggest assholes of universities i am not even discounting that i am seeing absolutely i understand and that is what everything is relevant see everything is going on even now so guys are not promoting what, like, this to anyone related to calcutta university please We both have I a mutual so friend we, who came from the same university. Oh. She agrees with me. Okay. Yeah. So the point is, like, when you happen to see that, uh, and and she, ha- uh, uh, he happens to get that marks, then he yeah. goes out to search for jobs, and then you physically see a Jono Orono. What does that mean? Like, Orono is forest, right? Human and uh, Jono is uh, people. You just see hmm. swarms of people like moving from one office to the other office to get the application forms. Hmm. Then you submit those applications forms. Then you may or may not get a call back. And when you get a call back for the interview, you are asked random questions, and you are not 
even and ask uh, you are you are not even encouraged to ask questions like how is it relevant for my job and stuff like that yeah. so you understand that this is what a common man goes through yeah. and th- there is enough and more reason for you to be jaded by this and enough and more reason to stop this and just start rallying against whatever has been going on because mm. even if you follow an honest man's path even if you try to give a good exam even if mm. you try to apply for every job that is available even if you try to do everything by book you're not able to get a job at a mm. point when you are expected to marry at a point when your girlfriend's father and mother is expecting you to get settled down so that you can marry so you're unable you're to girl- do that and your girlfriend comes you at a park bench which is the just- girlfriend doesn't dump him the girlfriend's <laughs> the father is forced to dump him for the girls yeah. to uh, do that right? exactly I- which is just <laughs> so that he for the first time happens to show us the inside picture of the entire thing he shows us mm. that it is nearly impossible for you to be fine at that point mm. of time he has mm. this friend who talks to uh, who goes and talks to this mla probably and the yeah. mla is like i know everything is rigged against you but what can i do i am this is a uh, little comfortable bit in pratidwandi also no the whole yeah, uh, yeah. Inter- the minimal okay. interactions with uh, the sort of higher ups as you as you are detailing yeah yes. so he's yeah. like i can't do anything like i'm way too comfortable i can't yeah. break my phone go on the other side for you so you deal yeah. with the mla it. is literally telling them you know like And then we have all another... done struggles. We have all done struggles. Tomorrow for a struggle, and you know so, he's raising his hand up. Sacrifice for the up. country, right, or something? Yeah, yeah. He's raising yeah. his hand up and looking comfortable. While he's saying country. that, while he's saying, do you know, yeah. do the struggle. He's raising his hand up like that. I'm like, irony dies a million deaths. <laughs> Clearly, this is just whatever. And besides, his friend becomes a taxi driver, like for that MLA, even though he mm. probably like was a I mean, university graduate. Like, yeah. what on earth is going on? I mean, that is the best shot of your employment after being yeah. a university graduate. Yeah. Besides, like when the movie starts, it starts with a classroom full of graffitis, and then there's this unfazed invigilator uh, uh, looking at the yeah. uh, students who are keeping on cheating, mm. and every, uh, like. And why I loved Jono Arono is because of the graffitis. Like there's this one scene that he's moving, uh, and yeah. there's this big uh, pillar again, against like he's moving behind that, and the pillar has stuff like China's chairman is our chairman. The power lies in the uh, mouth of the barrel. Stuff like that has been written in Bengali. Hmm. and just the next scene he's passing through that same place again, and there's been spray painted. These graffitis have been spray painted. Spray painted, yeah. like. these two scenes are uh, positioned right after the uh, after the other and you understand hmm. what is going on with this like uh, because uh, years pass because years pass this movie comes out in 75 76, this is the biggest yeah. 76 this is the biggest difference you know uh, hmm. shimabaddo comes out in 72 or 3 rotidondi comes out in 71 Sorry, I'm correcting you, but I've just noted down the release dates: seventy, seventy-one, and seventy-six. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. a huge gap in between these. So when yeah. uh, Satyajit Ray wishes to speak about politics, he does this in this manner, as opposed to you know, like going out there and being a part of those uh, so comrades or cadres. He yeah, is always too. looking at these movies from an outsider's perspective, as opposed to, for instance, the person who is in within these political rallies. Pratidondi is about Shri Bharto. It is not about Tuno, who is probably the revolutionary, who is yeah. more associated mm. with the armed rebellion. Yeah. Why does he do that? Because we, 
uh, a common man is probably not going to be that revolutionary if there are higher chances that the person is not as associated with the revolution as Tuno probably is. Uh, mm. uh, so in that case, we, uh, we will be alienated, but so that we mm. are not. And even then we get the sense of it is always talking with perspective of the outsiders. Yeah. Yeah. You are understanding it. You are facing the challenges that these uh, armed rebellions are having on your cities, hmm. but you are not a part of it. And there are high chances you will identify with that kind of a protagonist as opposed to a protagonist who is very much associated with these protests. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you'll get a very different type of movie if you if, if it's about that uh, protester uh it's yeah it's a totally I think different Podatik, i think podatik is basically about that which one Minashi. so that will be interesting okay. to note uh that Minashi i will watch podatik in a way now that um, i haven't yet watched it like i hmm. so is podatik talking about the revolutionary like yes. is he talking yes. about the yes. uh, uh, life of that person or is he bro- uh, like broadly talking about the revolution when it, uh, or is, is he talking about I will be very interested to know about that. More or less that because Podatik follows a revolutionary who is escaping from the police and he hides out in a house. Mm. Okay. And Sen intersplices it with real pictures of real revolution. Ah, okay. So it's going that. Okay. Oh yeah. So it's like properly like or like properly. a biopic. That is also almost. a humanist take, but it is about a separate kind of a human. Yeah. So ah, that but is the how film, be... Yeah, but the films will be totally different, right? Because the sense because like, sense perspective the politics is, are different, actually. Sense perspective yeah. is very you know, sense perspective is very you know, under it's not understated, it's very aggressive. He's he's very focused on that. The hmm. politics of it is very focused on that. That's why yeah. even interview, uh, I think interview I think was about you know, it could be a mirror to Pratidwandi, but interview is also very specifically about yes, that. Yes, sir, you are or comparisons ke baad mein, baad mein bo yes, yes. Yes, <laughs> no, but Yeah, but the point yeah, is so, that John, yeah, continue, continue, it's okay. No, no, I was just asking Drew, for instance, what was hmm. your uh, like favorite scenes or what do you find? In John um, Aranya? Yes. Uh, See my so you I when you had I had watched these the first two films and you had messaged saying how the third film kind of is the most indicative of what is happening and I was like because I like the first two so much I was like I am not sure about the third one because I like generally very oblique approaches to to bigger situations mm-hmm. so I like people looking at it in a slightly slanted way. This, I think, is a little too, you know, it goes full head in, which I, which I appreciate. Like, there's a lot of stuff in here, which I really, really like. I think, uh, uh, whatever pessimism is there at the heart of this film is, is appealing because it's done very well. Also, I think, mm-hmm. uh, one of the, my reference points, uh, for this were a lot to do with how this film moves between the two spaces that were previously explored in the two films. I thought yeah. that was fascinating. How the film goes, because he's the middleman, he can go temporarily to th- these two places. The one place is the one with his friend who's living in a in an area where he meets his sister and how they're living in sort of a very mm. low income household and they are not having basic amenities versus when he goes to meet the sort of suppliers and the buyers, I think, in hotels and sort of these places. And the contrast between those two, I thought, was 
fascinating. I guess I'm less of a fan of uh, using the father character as this moral, some old moral symbol who 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 he kind he's of. He's also trying to understand yeah. their perspective. He's always constantly trying that why. Uh, do, are they uh, like staging these armed rebellions? Aren't they scared? Like, what he has been constantly asking this question: that what has to be so wrong in the society that you actually are um, you're giving away all your inhibitions and you are so small yet, and then also you start rebelling against a particular cause so vehemently? Like, what wrong has happened? Like, he is unable to understand that, the but he wishes character, to understand right. that. Yeah, others are very important. Fathers are very important in this trilogy as well. One hmm. one father is important in Prokhorovni by his absence. His yep. absence his absence is the source of the aimlessness of you know Shiddhartha in a way because he doesn't the rage, have right the whole fire the in the yeah, foreground yeah. and all that also. Yeah, 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 yeah. The other yeah, father... I just remember that he told that my father did not really leave much for me. Yeah, and yeah. then Norishda is like it's not possible for an honest man to leave much for uh, yeah. their yeah, children yeah. after living a proper life. Yeah, 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 exactly. And in the second movie, the father is you know not living with them; he's living comfortably in another place. Yeah. And when he and when he comes to their house to visit them, he mm. is perturbed. He's almost shocked. Mm. You know, it's it's almost like a culture shock. So many guests. Yeah. You know, because he can't recognize. And his then son they are anymore. separated into another room itself, right? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, he's yeah. not. He can't recognize his son anymore. Yeah. This yeah. father is the closest Shomnath has to a moral, you know, moral hook. Hmm. And that is also freeing away because he Why can't understand. Father, compared to what fathers were at that point of time, he's trying to understand yeah, exactly. what his hmm. son is doing. He's trying to be supportive, even though it is historically impossible for him to be supportive. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, he, he does is. not have a role model. Like, his father hmm. does not have a role model of another father who was supportive of a son taking up hmm. an alternative career. Hmm. He still wishes to understand that if you are happy, I am happy. He still, he constantly reminds that to him that yep. okay, even though I am anxious about my son's uh, well-being at this point of time, mm. he is doing something, mm. and he's actively like thoughtful. He's sitting in the veranda and waiting for his son when his uh, to come back home and tell him that I got this biggest, I got this major order that I was so scared about. So hmm. he is looking out for his sons, especially yeah. because his, their mother is not there in the picture. He has yeah. been always the uh, only parent looking out for both of his sons. Yeah. So even though he has some really objectionable ideas, he is looking out for uh, the son, right? Yeah. So that is also why I feel that she, uh, Shomna did not turn out to be what Shiddhartha is because he has a mm. father who is mm. at least present in the scenario. His mm. brother is extremely supportive of him, even though his brother has been doubted as someone who is much more popular, uh, you know, well-established and the... far, uh, academically better. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, he has his, uh, even after that, his brother always like tells him that, so what happened that you are a bit different? You uh, yeah. He will find his way out, something of that sort. Then he has this supportive uh, uh, sister-in-law, sister-in-law who is yeah. like, I will give you money if you are not, if you don't have money. Have I not been paying for yeah. your cigarettes already? Yeah. So he all he has this nice warm home to come back. Mm. Therefore, he is okay taking a risk. He's okay going mm. and doing something like an order yeah. supply in a far less cyni- uh, you know cynical attitude than what 
Siddhartha would have. Like yeah. he knows that if I go back home, I wouldn't be reduced. Uh, I wouldn't be like mm. uh, thrashed as uh, mm. Siddhartha's sister and yeah. Siddhartha's brother did. And Siddhartha's mother was unable to give him any kind of support. Like Siddhartha's yeah. mother knew nothing about what he was going on to do. Yeah. And his sister was completely different from him. And so was his brother. So Shridhat, but Shridhartu actively went to their rooms, actively started mm. the conversations. Why were, why was he doing that? He wanted mm. some support. He wanted to talk. He was looking out for friends and his siblings. He was yeah. unable to get that, which is why he, he was so happy when he got Kriya because for the first time, the woman saw him for what he is. Hmm. Like the, the woman reduced his tensions Anxiety, by telling him, please yeah. chill out. You are not, you're, you're making the things far greater than what it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you brought up that point and that kind of made me like one moment more in Janaranya, which is, I, which is one of, which was one of my problems when I, wa- I literally just watched it like an hour ago. So maybe I need to let it sit a little bit, but uh, I think it's one of the films and today generally does this wonderfully. And this moment also happens in uh, Shima Bato is with the, yeah, yeah. the watch. The watch is used really well. Uh, so Shivamathu's ending and John Arunno's ending is almost similar, no? Like both of it's them want haunting. to do something to get promoted to the next level, Absolutely. and then they yeah. wrong the woman. At yeah, the they wrong the woman, and then uh, no, and then in the both of them hide. I mean, in in the case of John Arunno, one of them hides behind that uh, door which is also, constructed. And also so, in Shivamathu, also Shivamathu's ending did not ask you. Shivamathu's ending, he leaves the watch open. He puts it on the table. The immediate yeah. next shot is her disappearing. I was like, uh, I was surprised and he had uh, that. And the camera also elevating. Or... And yeah, yeah, the yeah. camera also showing that there is a fan. Yeah. <laughs> the fan is not just a fan. The yeah, fan yeah. is like indicative of the like employment uh, that he is. His status so being the, sort of, his status being present, but the other side is of whatever he wants to accept is mm. not. Uh, no, yeah. but uh, I was, so I did like what you're mentioning, how uh, about the differences and how these two characters actually made me appreciate the final scene of uh, Jana Ranya more. And maybe, you know, how when he comes back to his house and how the division there plays yeah, a role yeah. in how he's getting more shadows. separated from within. Light and ah, shadows. It gets much more uh, Engulfed yeah. by shadows yeah, yeah. as much as it especially goes the on. last scene, especially the yeah. last scene. The last scene is yeah. so shadowy, yeah. it's intense. It's also very Dickensian. John Orwell. Yeah, this is what I was reading. Can you explain what Dickensian is for a person who's not who's basically uh, book illiterate or no novel? No, illiterate it's basically populated by characters who are morally repulsive characters, but who are also very comical. Ah, okay, Mor- okay, got it. Hmm. Morally repulsive characters were very basically very the guy, the main, at least the guy who he hangs out with. The there most, are two uh, guys. There are two guys. Yeah. One is Paul Dotto's character, who, who you know gives him the job, you know yeah. the salesman job. Yeah. Utpal Dotto is fantastic in this movie. Mm. He's like he has the best dialogues. Yes. He has the best dialogues. Mm. Like, uh, even, me laugh out like loud. Tumito, uh, <laughs> Something like uh, you are a Brahmin's son. So even if you are uh, like, you really, uh, you don't have much money, you wouldn't be uh, starting a business of, you know, uh, random fruits in uh, (laughs) basically that. Yeah. (laughs) So I had a smirk at that point of time. So I understand that these are things that you, uh, that 
I have been more acquainted with because I'm a Bengali. Mm. That is something that probably you are not as much acquainted uh, to because that's yes. not something that goes on at home. But yeah, but those are just little little mm. things yeah, yeah. that yeah. he's not the broader perspective is still something that you will completely yes, understand. Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the whole thing. I mean, go. What were you saying, Amartya? What were you championing? Well, yeah, Uppal Dutta's character, his you know his mannerisms, his inflections when he's teaching Shomnath, mm. it's still funny, but it's also like you know, Shomnath is a swimmer who is slowly paddling into the water, and Uppal Dutta's character is the life coach who is you know pushing him slowly. Yeah, who also tells him though that I won't save you. I'm just a rocket. Exactly rocket. because he's the life coach. He just pushes <laughs> him in. He just pushes yeah. him in. Yeah. And Notobar Mittal, the great, yes. late great Robi Ghosh. Yes. <laughs> hats off. The late great Robi Ghosh, he's the shark. Yeah. He's the devil on the shoulder. He is mm-hmm. that speech when he's eating at Fluris. Yes. Fluris, yes, by yes, the way. Yeah. yeah. When he's eating at the Fluris chicken omelette, the chicken omelette. By the way, the chicken omelette is actually. What is it? I was about to ask you. What is. I've never heard of uh, chicken omelette as a dish. It's basically an omelette in which you know you put chicken pieces in it. Oh, okay, okay. It's nothing like a okay fancy. No, no, it's okay. no. But Flurry's chicken omelette is actually good. That's what I'm telling you. We are not sponsored by them. Go ahead, say whatever. Yeah. They won't sponsor us anyway. They are <laughs> so. My point being that when he is giving the speech of the chicken omelette, he eats the chicken omelette completely. He takes yeah, so chicken omelette. Yeah, mm. he asks, "Khaben na to?" Mm. Pushes it down. He yeah. doesn't wait. Mm. And then he says, "Would you, would you give your life for a cause? You know, Adar Shetrunna Prandi ta parven, parven na. So you are basically both weak in spirit and weak in body. Yeah. That speech mm-hmm. just it simultaneously broke me and it simultaneously made me applaud because yeah, that's, a, yeah. th- that's the cynicism down to a cynicism heightened up to eleven at that point. Yeah. Hmm." This is a guy. This is effectively what Shobhnath will become mm. as more time will pass. Yeah, because Shottajit Rai doesn't leave the movie at a very redemptive arc. He leaves the movie at the yeah, exact moment when he gets the yeah. job. It's yeah. not redemptive. So it means that one day Shobhnath will become almost like Notobar Mittal. Mm. This is the this is the worst case scenario or the best case scenario. We don't know, but this is the scenario. It's the worst case scenario. There is something that's also there in Shima Bodhon, no? Because when yeah. he dist- uh, orchestrates that protests, he um, the person who helps him do that is like you have to do it regularly. Now you hmm. better get used to it. Yeah. So uh, even when he was uh, for the first time, when uh, he was very scared about the watchman who got injured, and then he comes back to his uh, office, and then he is like, uh, and then he is like, these are very predictable byproducts of things that you have to do from now on to cement your position. Then he shares a laugh with him. So yeah. that is oh yeah, that's a very morbid. sinister sinister moment. That laugh is very revealing. That is yeah, morbid. Yeah. Like, when they're talking about the injured about this person's yeah. uh, uh, ill health, you hmm. were the reason why this person has this big uh, uh, bandage around his forehead. You hmm. are the reason why you physically uh, why this person got physically assaulted. And now on the next scene, you are given uh, some amount of you know uh, uh, cushiony feeling that okay, it's fine. You're just going to do it every every now and then from now. You hmm. become the predator right at that point of time, yep. and that is like 
it's not about unfortunate things happening it's about unfortunate things happening so often that you become very uh, okay immune it. to it right yeah whatever you and that is what both shomnath and shamulindu will eventually become yeah mm. and then the third guy which is probably just... shiddhartho resisted mm. and which is why he and did that and which is why he escaped from the scene <laughs> which is That's why he I left which is why he left yeah, yeah. by he the way thought that the... leaving is far better like he thought that if he doesn't stage this rebellion if he mm. accepts this there is no end to accepting anything that will be thrown at him yeah, yeah. so and that is not something that shomnath or shamulundu um, uh, have any scruples uh, about they don't have yeah, any scruples like, they are that. okay with it they are yeah. okay with it shridhartu is not so even though shridhartu is the most negative character in the sense that negative uh, my um, in a, at uh, you know he has state a negative mind. mindset yeah, yeah. state of mind not mindset yeah. state of mind at that point yeah. of time he's probably the hero we should uh, he's the force that we should reckon with mm. yeah that I mean, in his uh, cynicism lies yeah. a very uh, lies a you know uh, understated optimism that if at everything depends on you you take a bad step or you take a good step and mm. that spirals on to uh, bigger things like every day you get up you you do a personal choice whether mm. you want to become the person who is just a cog in the wheel and uh, continue with the problems that has been going on in the society or you take up a step for you and in extension for a lot of other people who are looking at you as an example yeah yeah more to discuss guys i think this episode i will have to split into two parts because i think it has i don't and, think there is much left I mean, oh my we, god we actually we, talked uh, for two uh, is it two hours yeah almost it's more almost i think hours. no yeah. it's but, almost or is it more if it's more then i will split it into two parts the episode that is uh but yeah i think i think okay now our next project is nanash and cinematography and then the podcast will be about filmography Co- i think Com- calculated is preparing this with that right that's that yeah, 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 right. because amartya you you've uh, laid the groundwork for that there so yeah i yeah, also yeah, to write an essay and discuss on the comparisons that are there in the yeah. two style of type of films i yes. have to write an essay on it anyway so yeah ha ah, so perfect then so i mean we'll will you'll be automatically prepared Uh, and I'll be happy to watch. I have not watched any Minnalson actually, so I'm very. Yeah, uh, I'll start yeah. watching from now yeah. on. Yeah. By okay. the way, I hated Podatik when I first saw it. Okay, so it's like this is going to be new for me because next time, you know, by also next time whenever we're recording, we I hope you guys have seen one of the Appu films so that we can champion it. I guess. Okay. So weird. Okay. Where I've seen the Appu films, but you guys. That's why I'm telling you, we would weird. both be murdered by people. Don't push that narrative so hard. Yeah, yeah. People don't come after us. Yeah, yeah. You people are not actual to... Bengalis anymore. How dare you? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I'm trying. <laughs> so at least you have that identity or whatever of like having like that obsession. I'm from Delhi. Like, what what identity do I have in that? I do not have any obsession. That is what I'm talking to you no, about. No, like, but, I did but, not Kyal- watch movies. No, no, but I did Kyal not Kyal-Pita watch people... movies the way I did before uh, pandemic. I was a very random person watching few films that I really loved, and they, those weren't commercials. Mm. And there were other normal films that norm a civilian would have watched otherwise. But like mm. uh, watching international filmmakers, good films is something very new to me. And um, uh, in extension, native filmmakers uh, like good films are were I also yeah. watched very recently. 
So, yeah, I don't like the point is I don't like the general stereotype of Bengalis being really obsessed or because I have seen a lot of Bengalis who don't know the first thing about this. So just randomly, you know, stereotype, not stereotyping this idea that is prevalent is not necessarily the truth. And I also don't like when people randomly call Kolkata Calcutta at this point of time, just because it's quite nostalgic. I mean, it's not Calcutta anymore. I have never lived in Calcutta. I have lived in so why do you want to talk it's just I mean you showing that see I am like better than the rest see I have this very atel kind of attitude in me so I atel, atel is a very prevalent word we should use I atel. don't know I forgot the English word for bourgeois. it so. bourgeois yeah so yeah. I just don't like it. The bourgeois or the that's pretentious. That's, uh, that's as if like people who have learned literature of, or people who have uh, been uh, in association with the literary works from the very mm. beginning are the only yeah. ones who will probably be able to critically analyze films that I have never been that. Oh, hmm. oh! We are not going to get into that rabbit hole because that's a separate form of conversation. Honestly. Next, oh, okay, what are yeah. Uh, I am just getting a call, okay? And this is an important one. I'm really sorry to leave it randomly. Okay. No, no, it's okay. Cool, cool. It's okay. Thank it's you okay. so much. No, no, yeah. no. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for thank you for being here. Yes. So yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, Anisha, especially for coming in today. And I think we'll definitely have you next time whenever we're discussing the Mrinal yeah. and trilogy and uh, you can follow her at maze of mumblings on instagram we will also i will also link all the not all the but like two or three really great articles she has written and has been published on different sort of websites you can also follow amartya at amartya 25 correct sir mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, on instagram and then you can follow him also on letterboxd at amartya letterboxd amartya yeah yes. it's just amartya exactly yeah, that's why I didn't say anything else. Uh, and then you can follow me at, at Terminal Cinema if you want to uh, on Instagram. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. I've not been low energy. It's just that I have to speak softly. Uh, because I Low mean, energy was me. Uh, no, no, you were fine. I think it's okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, we are allowed to be a little low energy. You, <laughs> you put too much energy in the last one. <laughs> I think you're still reeling from that, right? Uh, So yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening and see you next time.